Welcome to Renegade Gamers Radio, a podcast about gaming and hobby. You might recognize some of our voices from our podcast about art and games. While we're trying out a new format, and I hope you guys like the pilot episodes. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some video game goodness. I mean, don't relax too much. If you're driving or you're cooking, you'll want to burn your food. You got to be paying attention to the road. Listen responsibly, people. All right, it's good to be podcasting again. Let's get to it. Today is January 10th, 2019, and this is episode five of Renegades Gamer Radio Podcast, where we met through our love of ARC and stayed together for a love of gaming. Come game with us and post shitty memes in our CPR Discord. Links will be in the description. Today, we have me, Emitai, as a host. We have Faux Render. Hello. We got some big blue bee over here. Howdy, howdy. Omen's hanging out. Yo. And then we got CJ taking up the back. Oh, I even messed up the whistle for you. Um, All right. Well, I think the big topic of today and the thing I'm most excited about, well, hearing about because I have yet to play it, but that's Atlas. So, guys, what what's Atlas been all about? Well, Atlas is a uh, it's like Ark, except for it's with pirates instead of dinosaurs. You get to sail, you get to make boats and you can sail them all around this ginormous freaking world. Um. I can't remember how many tiles it is. Omen, you remember? Uh, off the top of my head, no. I had it written down, um, but I know it's enough to like hold 33,500 people. That's 150 uh, people per slot. And, uh, and there is one time where it was completely capped on every little slot. So I'm calling him out. They said 40,000 players. That, that's, been a, that's been a thing that they've... That's been argued as well. Uh, they are going to add more tiles in the future. That's what they've said. Oh, like I was being s- sarcastic, but are people were people really like complaining that it's not forty thousand; it's only thirty-five thousand? Oh, yes. sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is this is the gaming community. They complain about anything they can. You had large YouTubers just pulling every little thing that was wrong with the with the game apart. I mean, it's just how it's been. Or you know, you you get some of these guys. They want they don't want to seem like they're sponsored by anybody. So like they'll always do that in the beginning of a game. Yeah, and I have to admit, it's um, it is kind of impressive. I mean, it, it it's huge. It takes like a half hour just to sail a boat through any particular map. Um, maybe a little bit longer if you're on a raft, <laughs> but. Yeah, like we, I think the first time we tried to go meet up with a bigger company to go join them, we spent, uh, I don't know, about four hours just preparing and then another four hours on a raft. Uh, Sorry, three different rafts because you can only hold so many people per raft trying to make it to them. That's super cool. That's super cool. Like that's totally up my alley. This has been something I've been wanting a long time. Just like, like, like a mega a mega big open world survival pirates. What more can you ask for? You know what I'm saying? I mean, the only reason why I haven't jumped in 
right now is because I need a new graphics card. And I didn't want to pick up just any graphics card. So I'm kind of holding out because I want to get something like really big. So I'm just holding out a little bit more. So probably by like the end of the month, I'm going to pick up this bad boy. And I want to jump into this game because it looks so good. Yeah. I mean, I've had a blast. There's been a lot of issues with it, obviously, because it's just coming out. And it's, um... oh, shoot. What's the term? It's early access. So, I mean, it's going to have bugs. So let me ask you something, because a lot of us haven't played it yet. Now, give us like a rundown. So when you first log on, you first put in your name. So what do you do? You have to make a character. You um, make what he looks like and all that jazz, right? Yeah, and it's pretty identical to Ark. Um, It's pretty identical to Ark that way. And then after you make your character, you're going to pick a zone on the map where you want to spawn. So you have two options that you can go from there. Um, they have these things called free ports. They're like starter towns where they have an actual town with some NPCs. And they allow you to either like build a raft or they just unlocked a um, journeyman sloop. I want to say it's a sloop. Yeah. And um, <laughs> there's a good story about those too. <laughs> <laughs> but you either pick a free port or you could pick like somewhere out in the wild. Well, they have these zones called, um, lawless regions. And actually, actually they've changed that in the last patch. They completely changed that. You can no longer make a home, your, your home region, a, a lawless place to prevent people from actually spawning in, building up on lawless regions and, uh, taking away the resources for everybody else. Ah, so once that, you spawn in, that's your home region. Yeah, the, uh, well, yeah. You can change it any time. Like when you die, they give you an option to change your home region. So if you don't like oh. uh, like spawning in the temperate zone, you can spawn in the tropical zone, or you can spawn in the desert zone. And is it yeah. the same like Ark? So now you hit you um select Freeport, or you select temperate zone, or tropical zone, wherever you want to go. Do you wake up on a beach with nothing, or how does that go? You wake up in the middle of a town and you have nothing, uh, but you got to go get make your pick and everything. Uh, you select your beginning skills and everything after at level two. Uh, unlike level one, you literally have nothing that you can do. Yeah, you're basically forced to go punch rocks and trees. Mm-hmm. And okay. the damage is, I don't know if they've adjusted it. They have, they've adjusted it. Yeah, it's it's pretty easy to make a pick now. Okay, because in the beginning, you you basically almost killed yourself to make your first pick. <laughs> <laughs> but in the free ports, it's no PvP. Um, you but when can't... you're in the free port now, you go up to like an NPC, and and do they have you go out and like get some wood or get some stuff so you could make a boat or like or do they tell you where to go and how to play and like give you little hints? There's actually no questing or anything like that at all. It's uh, you. There is there are NPCs in the free ports, but they sell stuff to use. And like they, one sells NPCs, one sells cosmetics, one sells uh, rafts, and now sloops, ramshackle sloops. What's the <laughs> currency? Uh, gold, gold coins. Yeah. How would you get gold coins to you know? To buy a boat. Uh, you would uh well that's later on after you actually like 
have established yourself, you can go out on your little boat and you can, uh, you know, farm ghost ships or you can farm uh, other tribes if you're in PvP. I'm sorry, so, companies. So your starting raft is actually, like, they give you the amount of materials you need for that raft? Yeah. And you actually oh, okay. go out, farm those, and then bring it back to the NPC, turn it in, and uh, your raft will appear in the um, the port. Oh, yeah. Cool. So when you when you kill someone in PvP, do they have gold on them? Like, if they're carrying gold, can you take it? If they're carrying gold, sure. Um, but mostly carry nobody carries any gold with them? Uh, well, I mean, you can if you want. It literally... So, like, okay, in the free ports, there's no PvP allowed. And if you die, your body disappears and you lose everything. Like, the goal oh. of the free port is like a starter zone. So you can get your materials, build a boat, and get the hell off the island pretty much. <laughs> the whole reason why they established the, the bodies disappearing was because people were just spawning in on in the free ports to see how it was. And logging off right there and then. And so right. then you had a couple thousand people just laying around sleeping in the free ports. And then it caused immense lag. Like literally you could, it was 10 steps forward, eight steps back. So you only take like two steps. That's pretty much how it was. Yeah. I, mean, I guess you would go unreal. back to buy cosmetic stuff now. Yeah. Yeah. You can go back. They have a level cap in free mm -hmm. ports. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's level eight. So you, once you hit level eight, you can't gain any more levels. So there's no benefit of staying in a free port. The only reason you'd ever come back is to buy crew members and to buy uh, cosmetics. Cosmetic items, yeah. Okay, yeah. so now, so so buying crew members. So say you buy a crew member, you put them on your boat, and they could do what? They can control the sails. You can put them on cannons, so they're just like auto cannons. If you put them on sails, it allows the person captaining the boat to control the sails from the steering wheel. Cool. Um, it just makes it easier to solo a bigger ship. Like you can drive them around easier. Are they good at shooting? Oh yeah, they're. Oh yeah, fairy glider. Yeah, they're like turrets. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. The only thing is, you got to make sure. I mean, just like Ark, that you have ammo. And the way that works is you build an ammo box, you put your cannonballs in the ammo box, and each cannon automatically pulls from that, that source. Can they get killed? Yes. Mm -hmm. and if, you, if you don't have enough gold on them to pay them, they'll actually have Good a mutiny move. and kill all your, your crap. That's amazing. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Now, when they die, they're just gone. Yeah, yeah. They'll leave. I think you, they'll leave a bag if there's stuff in their inventory. Yeah, because you can dress them up however you want, and and stuff like that. Like when they die, like are they hard to kill? Like, or do they just die like pretty easily? Um, it depends. Like, uh, they gain levels just like oh, okay, players cool. do. They have health points just like players do. Uh, you can put armor on them, uh, metal, leather, cloth, whatever. Yeah, and then I believe. Sometimes they will die over time anyway. So you kind of got to restock them eventually. Oh, do they just get old? Yeah. And then they also charge by percentages. Like the ones in the free port that we were buying, it was 1.7 gold per hour. So if you didn't have enough gold in them, 
then they mutiny and kill all your people. It's it's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> or you could kill them, right? I guess. Yeah, yeah. You definitely could kill them. They're they're really good for base defense, and they're also really good for boat defense. And right now, boat defense is kind of a an issue right now. It's gotten a little bit better over time, but in the beginning, it was bad because people could just swim up to your boat with a pickaxe and pickaxe a um, plank out and sink your boat. But uh, they, they've adjusted it to where if a boat's anchored, it can't be sunk that way anymore. So now it's just uh, people driving by, staying out of range of your NPCs and shooting down your boat. So it's there's some balancing issues that still need to be taken care of. Um, and it's kind of hard to keep a boat right now. Can you just build? Can you build your own boat and make it look however you want? Unfortunately, not. Kind of. Yeah, it's it's pretty generic. But you get like a you get like 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 a frame, and then you could like add stuff to it and things like that. Yeah. So you get your frame, and then you got to put um, the the sides on it. I can't remember what they're called right now. They're just panels. Planks. Wood panels. Yeah, planks. And basically, you put those along the entire boat. The bigger boats, you can put um, cannon ports on them in different locations. Certain boats have so many ports that you can put in. And then um, most of the like, like the sloop and up have a section of the deck that you can kind of customize with ceilings or doors. So, I mean, there's some customization that you can do. Not a ton, but some. Gotcha. So what do boat battles look like at the moment? Uh, they're pretty intense. So do you just, like, pull alongside of somebody and like, sh- and, like, shoot cannons? And is it like a boat where you have to, like, time it, like, pass them and then go around and turn and make another pass and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. Like, if... If you can, if you have a crew that's experienced enough to trim the sails enough to where you can pace the other boat, you can get side by side and just exchange fire. Um, that's kind of hard to do in the middle of fighting, but it's doable. So it's but, not like arc when you have a raft; you could just go forward and back, or you just do whatever you want. So it's it's actually sails um, and stuff like that. Yeah, it's actual sails. If there's no wind, you still go thirty percent speed. But you have to adjust your sails in order to catch the wind to go faster. Um, If you're in a spot where there is no wind, you only go 30%. If you raise your sails completely, you can jog a boat backwards, but it is super slow. Right. And there's different kinds of sails as well. Like speed sails, weight sails, control sails. Everything does, does something different. So it is customizable in a lot of ways, but it's also pretty generic. That's one thing I was pretty disappointed in was uh, how customizable the boats were. But with mods dropping at the end of the week, I mean, who knows what it'll look like in unofficial. Yeah, Mo- Mods are happening already? Um, I got to. Yeah, the dev pack is slated to come out here within the next week or so. Oh, okay. And I'm assuming, I'm, I mean, this is my inexperience, but I'm assuming some of the mods that people made for ARC would be easy to transfer to Atlas? Yes. We, uh, I have a friend who's a, a mod developer, and she's already uh, started uh, developing some mods because the, the engine for Atlas is slightly updated. So it, a, lot of the, a lot of the mods that are uh, like CKF, 
CKF was always just too much for Arc to handle. If anybody uh, has been around a base that was like a hundred or plus CKF blocks, yeah. or whatever, it gets really laggy, right? It's because the engine just can't handle it. Well, Atlas actually they took some stuff from CKF. I mean, Blue's probably seen it as well. Um, oh, yeah. It runs beautiful. I mean, there's there's been no problems with like mega bases in in, in any of the PVE servers I've seen. Hmm. It's uh, it's just it's that generic uh, everybody harvesting at one time kind of uh, lag that I've seen. But uh, and don't dare tear down a lighthouse. That'll lag a server real quick. <laughs> so. <clears throat> so you have PvP, and you could be doing a lot of fighting PvP, obviously. Now, say you want to do PvE because you didn't want to deal with the toxicity of PvP, and you want to be able to like build stuff and then come back on the next day and have it still be there. Now, in PvE, is there stuff to do with other players to go fight? Like, you know, caves, bosses, oh, yeah. and things like that? Oh, yeah. There is an end game boss. Um, it's the Kraken. You have to gather, I think, the power stones in order to to summon it or do whatever it takes. I haven't looked too much into that because I'm kind of like waiting to surprise. But I've seen like what the fight looks like. I'm very disappointed in 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 Grape Shot Studios and what they did with that. To be honest, uh, if anybody's so, what are you going to fight it with your boats? Yeah, go out in the ocean and you just mm-hmm. fight this thing with boats. Um. If anybody's played Aberration uh, and they know what the Rockwell fight looks like at the end of Aberration, it's a complete copy and paste of that fight with uh, a squid textured over top of it. That's kind of disappointing. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Well, hopefully they'll update it. I mean, it is still yeah, I mean, it's been pretty new. So The reason that they're dropping – and this is purely my, my – my, uh, my own opinion and why they're dropping the the dev kit so soon is because they're literally at one tenth of the population that they had at the very beginning, which is a big deal. But in all fairness, a lot of those people dropped off because there were yeah. connectivity issues that they've ironed out quite quite a bit and really fast, to be honest. And a lot of people, a lot of people. I mean, let's be fair. I mean, most of the most of the servers that people play on in in Arc were unofficial. And they love mods, and I, I know that I believe that will bring back a lot of the population, maybe maybe even half of it. Well, the problem, well, Ark, you know, in the beginning, it was it was the opposite way around, and then unofficial blew up as people who were heavily into PvP unofficial because that's kind of what everybody considers real PvP to be is official PvP, right? Mm-hmm. There's some sort of rule set. There's nobody controlling the server because that's what you run into. The issue you run into on uh, on the unofficial PvP servers is there are people very much involved running the server, making rules, could spawn things in. You know, you always have that issue with like trusting the people that are running that server. Do they know anybody? You know, are they playing favorites to um anybody? And you know, so you know. PvP unofficial is supposed to be like, you know, where where you're gonna have your main PvP. So like most of like your big like the um the Asian clans and stuff like that, they're gonna be unofficial trying to take over like official. Oh yeah, stuff. definitely. Yeah, and um, Atlas is already seeing an issue with uh, 
Chinese, I guess. I I, I don't want to classify them as Chinese because I don't know that for sure. The Oceanic region. Yeah, that they're. <laughs> That's probably the best way to say it. They're a massive conglomerate of people that have started taking over big chunks of uh, Atlas. And um, this one spot that we actually started on in PvP uh, just today got raided by them um, and wiped a good chunk of that island out. The sad part is that that's what I'm afraid has is going to be the downfall of these survival games is that this is what it's turned into. And you're going to get a lot of people, they come on and they be like, oh, it's these, you know, these giant, you know, clans, tribes just taking over servers. It's just like Ark. I'm out of here. That's what you're going to get a lot of people just leaving, you know, because they that- come on wanting something different. And then they realize, oh, well, this is just the same old stuff, just with a different skin, you know, and st- Instead of dinosaurs coming over and tramping, trampling over my base with these mega tribes, it's now, you know, pirates and boats. And, you know, so it's, you know, still that same tripe where the uh, average player is going to have a hard time getting a foothold on anything. Yeah, and they're they're putting in things right now to try to combat that. Um, I don't know if I agree with them. Like, I think they put a tribe limit of 500 people, which... (laughs) That's not... Which, come on, that's not realistic. Like 500. Imagine 500 people raiding you. Come on. I mean, yeah, that, that's kind of what I said, too. I'm like, um, yeah, that's not going to work. The only thing they're going to be able to do to actually combat the the numbers and the mega tribes is to do exactly what Rust does and have a, uh, a certain point at which a server will reset itself and... We've already uh, people on uh, PVE have already stated that that's exactly what they're gonna they're gonna have to do for PVE or or anything it's because there's only so much land and you got people in PVE that are just trying to take just like tiny little sections of of land so they can build a a, a, a four by four house so they can put some of the basic amenities you need to actually do stuff. And that's that's what is killing the population at this point. It's like, I mean, I, I guess I can't talk too much. I I'm the tribe owner of uh, CPR's PDE tri- tribe uh, company. I'm sorry, I keep saying tribe. That's what it is. It's just a tribe. But uh, yeah. I'm the tri- I'm the owner of it, and uh, we have literally taken over a whole island. That way, we can uh, we d- we don't have to worry about people building on the spots that have the very little resource that we have. Well, I mean, see, that's the yeah. point of the game. Like as long as you, you, that's an option, you have to do that. So like, you know, that's just part of, of, of the game. Cause if you're not doing it, someone else is going to do it. Yeah. And so but, they like, have put things in place for this though. Like just with this patch that just came out, they yeah. are allowing people to, um, that have claimed that land to give permission to people to build on their their territories. And you could set this thing up called a tax bank. And what that does is allows you to set a specific amount of uh, percentage of tax. That way, when somebody gathers on the land that you own, you get a percentage of that resource. And um, it's they have this thing that they just put in where you can actually give people permission to build on your land 
and they can, but I don't think they can build beds, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Now, where does it go? So they come over and they mine some metal. Where it goes does into that, the bank. It goes into, you have a bank. Yeah. It's yeah. like a, it's a physical, physical bank. building. Yep. It's so a, you can't tax people until you build the bank. You can't yeah. tax people. And that was, that was, that's been a big problem. Last night we spent over 12 hours looking for the very base ingredient to be able to build the bank because resources aren't spawning like they should be right now. And uh, we finally found them. And it was like, it was like that moment, you know, like, it was, like we are the champions would play at the very end. You know, when we found them, me and orange potato are slapping high fives, you know, like we finally found it and we get, we, we get it all and everything. And, I come back and I built a bank today and the minute I put it down, like I swear I had a guy message, like put a message in the, in chat saying 30%. Are you freaking kidding me? And like, I'm like sitting there, I'm like, dude, what we went through to go get that bank 30%. You're lucky. I can't raise it any higher. <laughs> and to be honest, 30% isn't that bad. Um, no. We were discussing this in our company. So if someone collects a hundred stone, you're taking 30 of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, wow. unofficial, like, that's kind of... Rates are two times unofficial. Yeah, yeah they've, still, they've already man. bumped up the baseline. 30% like is a little are. steep. It is. I wouldn't want to give 30% of, of my resources to anybody. Yeah, but well, the amount of farming to... that got's going on is just, it's it, it levels out. It's actually not terrible. Sorry, Amy, go ahead. Well, I was, that's only if they're building on your island, right? No, if they just come into your your territory oh, yeah. and farm okay. fiber, you get thirty percent of that fiber. That's kind of cool. Yeah, and it's to to help build up a um a community kind of like so you can have other people outside of your company come build on your land, and it's a way of controlling and allowing other people to build on land that you own. I guess. I think it's cool. I think that's something very awesome. Like, I'm not against it. But I was yeah, just saying, well, I hear what that guy's saying about paying 30% of his resources. I feel the pain. Yeah. yeah to, I mean, to be fair, PvP tribes, it, you build on, on, on an island with a PvP tribe, you're going to have an alpha tribe on that island, right? And the alpha tribe is going to make sure everybody's safe. And so everybody's going to be going to be giving tribute to that alpha tribe. That's how it is, has been an arc in the past. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's yeah. totally understandable because you're paying to be protected. That's well, the only problem with totally. this system right now is people are actually playing it like Ark, so they're not letting people build in their island. Yeah. Well, the problem I've been seeing is don't care about the taxes. The they just don't want them anywhere near them. Yeah. But that's what's going to be in the beginning, you know, because you need to get a foothold. You know, you need to become big enough and strong enough to the point where you're like, all right, now we can let people in because if they do anything, we could just wipe them. Yeah. Yeah. See, in PvE, it makes us look like we're, we're like tyrants now. And, and that's something that all of us are going to come together here soon and everybody in the, in the company. And it's a question I'm going to ask like Luminum and Potato and, you know, anybody else who's in the company. It's like, do we want to start letting people come onto the land? And we'll have to like really watch them just to make sure they're not building uh, uh I would say no until you guys adjust to the point where wiping somebody isn't going to be a problem. 
Well, the thing is, they're on PVE. Yeah, so. we're on PVE, so we don't have that option. Oh, that's I, even worse. So now it's like, do you let people? I do, do have they? the option. I do have an option. Like, let's say they uh, they they put down a building and they don't they don't follow the rules that I put to them. I can adjust my flag for that region, and I can have it rapidly decay their house, and then their house just just is destroyed. So, oh, okay. so I can wipe anybody on in PVE that doesn't follow my rules. So once you put the flag down, you could change the settings on it, and then mm-hmm. yeah, okay. that's something they that's just cool. they just started. Uh, they just added like a blue set. Well, that's a good way to combat that. Then, then yeah, I mean, I would say if you want to start letting people on to you know make a community, which is what the game's all about, right? You don't want to play by yourself. Mm-hmm. That's a good option. So as long as that option is there, I don't see why not. Yeah, and I think what it is is people just need to get used to this concept, and eventually it'll probably work its way out. But right now, it's just people are way too playing like Ark, and they're just nobody wants to share, pretty much. Like we spent, I don't know, hours looking for a place to build one time, and we just could not find a chunk of land. Well. Now there's an option. Hey, if you want to, if we want to build with you, I mean, we'll pay your taxes, obviously. So let's do this. Yeah, that's 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 what we we gotta like really discuss. It's like at the end of the day, if that person messes up, I'm gonna have to be the dick that walks over to the flag and and hits it and uh, makes it so they can't. They're 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 all their everything they've built up is gone. You know. So if they so, live there, all they gather, they got to pay the tax. So, I mean, you're going to yeah. benefit because if they're living mm-hmm. there, they're going to be gathering there. So you're going to be just getting free loots. Pretty much, yeah. And it'll help you yeah. build up faster um, and depending on how you distribute the wealth. I mean, it could even be beneficial for them eventually, you know. See, that's but, also an issue. Like that, like, It's a funny issue because you're going to run into two things. You, you know, you have the people that are playing like old Ark and they don't want to share. Also, you have people that would be like, you know what? I'm not giving up any percentage of my gathering. This is PVE. I'm just going to search until I find the spot to build on. And if there's no spots, then I leave the server and I go to, and I go try and find another spot. And then if I can't find a spot anywhere, I guess I'm done playing this game because I'm not going to give someone, you know, a portion of what I'm doing in the game. You yeah. know, it's like... You know, it's funny because I could see like that point also because it's like I come on this game and I'm playing in PVE. I'm on here to have a good time and play and build up and do things. And I don't think I should have to work for anybody on a PVE server. And if you're going to allow people to just take over so much land where there's no land for anybody new to the game to come and build, that's going to be a huge issue. Because what you're going to have is you're going to have people coming in PvP. I'm going on a rant. And they're going to come on and they're going to start just taking over land just so they could have because they just want to tax people. And they're going to just take over land just to take it over. They're going to set flags down just to set flags down. I mean, is there a cap on how much land you could take? No. And that's one of my biggest gripes when we first. Maybe that's what they need to do because what's going to happen is that tax thing, it's going to push people away. Because you're going to get people with the mentality of like, I'm coming here and like, I don't want to pay anybody. Just like you guys don't want to pay any taxes and you guys search for land and found it. But eventually it's going to get to a point, especially since they want to shove 30, you know, 40,000 people on one 
quote unquote server. So you don't even have the option to leave the server and go somewhere else unless you go unofficial. And there are some people just that they just want to play official, you know, because that's not yeah. an option in this game. You can't leave the server and go somewhere else. Well, you know, you have to just go travel around the map until you eventually find an open area, I would guess, right? Yeah, but on the flip side, these like for official, it's huge. Like let's let's not mistake in the fact that to get from one point to the other, it's a half hour boat trip. It is huge. There's gonna be places that'll pop up over time because they're obviously people not playing the game anymore. And thirty percent tax isn't supposed to be a norm most places i've seen are like 15 but some people are greedy like we have an ally that's their tax is all the way up to 30 but everybody else on the island we have it down to 15 because we're like well we don't want to waste all these resources and you you can only get certain resources in specific spots like the island we're on on pvp there's not a single metal node we have to go elsewhere to get our metal but we have a bunch of crystal and um, and gems, which gems are super important because you need them for like mortars and um, mm. like the tax bank right. and stuff like that. Yeah, and then it's like the flip side for where we're on PVE. We have uh, we have very little <laughs> of wood uh, fiber. I mean, fiber is the one thing we have like very little of on our island, and. Uh, you know, wooden thatch is, is pretty much missing. Uh, but we have tons of stone, tons of metal. It's, like, ridiculous how much metal we have. It's, like, weird. It's, like, I'm in the boat where it's, like, I think that's cool where you kind of really have to look for the resources because that adds to the whole survival thing. So it's, like, now it's, like, all right, we want to build this thing. We need metal. And say you don't have metal on your island. It's, like, all right, guys, let's get in this boat. And it's, like, it's like an adventure to bring home. Mm-hmm this resource that you need to finish these projects. And that's super dope. I like that. Then a little piece of me is like, sometimes I really just want to build stuff and (laughs) I don't want to have to take days to get stuff to build it. But I do like really big at pushing people out to go adventure. Like it's, yeah. And I think that's cool because you know, that reminds me of back in the old days of art. It used to seem sometimes like a journey. Like, I would literally be like, all right, I want to build this bit, this thing, right? And I'd be like, man, I need cementing paste or I need oil. What I have to do, I had to get on a raft and I had to trek out into the dangerous snow area, you know, where wolves are attacking you like crazy. And then you would go and try and get this oil. You would die, have to come back. And it seemed like this big mission just to come back with oil. And I'm talking about when I first started the game and you, and you know, you're a low level dude, you don't got many good dinosaurs, you know, it really felt like a cool adventure to go out and get this oil. And when you were, and at the end of the day, when you brought back a bunch of oil and you were able to, you know, make whatever it is you, you are made, you felt really accomplished at the end of that day. Even if it is just, you know, I made a fabricator, you know, or Whatever that is, you're like, finally, I got this fabricator. It's so satisfying. And that's a pretty cool feeling. Like, and like, and that's cool. So it's like when you have to go look for those resources and you do have to trek out and adventure out, when you finally do get it, it feels like you accomplished this big task, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And it, it does feel like that because you literally 
have to go forever in a day to go get stuff. So when you when you get that's back, where you get the fun that, stories from. You know, that's where you get that's yeah. where these cool stories come from. When you're like, oh, remember that day we tried to get metal and we had to go on a raft, but then our raft got attacked by a kraken and we were screwed, but we wound up eventually getting it. Like that, like those are the cool stories that you know come from those type of moments. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> So one of the features they also have is uh, something called the treasure map. And these maps, they're not specific to any... Well, they are specific to areas, but you don't get them from that area. You get them from, like, free ports and whatnot. They're basically just messages in a bottle. You pick them up, and it's a map. And each map has, like, different amounts of gold set to them. So you... You f- it tells you right on the map which um, which server it's on. So like K seven, you go to K seven and you got to find that island that um, matches the island that's on your treasure map, and then you got to go on that island and go find that treasure. And when you do, all these undead spawn up, and you have to kill all them before you can dig up the treasure. That's so, cool. Are they hard to fight? Um, can be so so. I uh, I definitely would suggest like metal ge- um, armor and maybe a couple muskets or a carbine or. A... So does different treasure yield different undead spawning? I think the harder ones give you stronger um, NPCs to fight because uh, there's some maps that are like journeyman maps that will give you. Like 300 some odd gold coin from it. Or there's some, we have one that's like a thousand gold coin, but it's on a server we can't go to. So now, why can't you go to that server? Is there like an alpha tribe guarding it? Chinese. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, we could. That would be another adventure. It'd be PvP mixed with some NPCs. So to try and like maybe sneak around the islands without them noticing you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's interesting because a lot of these companies have really good communication. Like if we see a ship, we have a rule on our server. If you do not state your purpose, we're going to sink your ship. Like if you're, you say, oh, I'm here for a treasure map. Cool. We'll let you go do your treasure map and make you leave. Um, unfortunately, we have an NPC tower up. And a lot of people don't announce their presence. And we've sunk in, I don't know, like three or four starter ships, about four or five guys just trying to do a treasure hunt. It's It's been funny. It, it's been interesting. And you could be like, you could do your treasure hunt, but we want some of that treasure. Oh, that's the best part. If they do a treasure hunt on your land that's taxed, you get a cut. Okay, that's cool. So maybe that <laughs> that tribe will let you go for that treasure since they're going to get a cut. Yeah, that's basically our view. But the thing is, if you don't I mean, a thousand there, gold, that's that's like if they haven't set the dirty, that's 300 gold in their pocket. Yeah, and we didn't even have to do anything. <laughs> yeah, but they just have to announce it because then at that point we have to put our NPCs on uh, passive so they don't blow up your ship, you know? I really like the sound of this game so far, but I'm kind of glad I'm waiting until a lot of these just little growing pains are done with. So (laughs) a very epic growing pain happened just last night. Um, 
they put out the um, version 10 patch and immediately videos started popping up they have these um these ships of the damned which are pretty much just ghost ships which currently they over spawn right now so there's you'll run into three of them at a time and depending on the size of your ship um they may have a small aggro range or if you have a big ship they'll have a huge aggro range and they'll just come at you but uh there was a glitch and these things basically turned into uh floating gatling guns and there's videos of this galleon trying to go up against them and just getting wrecked by non-stop cannon fire uh i would like to see this video <laughs> did you post uh, yeah. that in the discord that's in the pve nice i'm gonna yeah. check that out yeah look in the so atlas the official pve channel ghost ships that's pretty cool and you could fight them and then i yep. suppose if you sink them they have loot right Mm -hmm. They have loot. They drop, um, depending on the level of difficulty of the ghost ship, they'll have a bunch of gold coins. And then they drop about three crew member that you can hire um, to join your your ship. Basically NPCs. Cool. And normally they're higher levels than the ones you can buy at the free port. And you still got to pay them, though? Yeah. Um the ones I've seen, they, they range in price depending on the level of the NPC. Um, like I've bought one for like five gold, another one for like seven, another one for ten. And those ones, normally their levels are higher, so they have better stats, I guess. And then, Give me an idea. Like, how much gold do you currently have right now? Like, give me an idea of gold and how you get it. And because I'm not getting, a, you know, it's, it's like hard to put like a thumb on if these NPCs are expensive or not. Like, like how much okay. gold do you have and how hard do you have to work so, at it? Uh, depends on how you go about it. Treasure maps, you can get anywhere from 50 gold to a couple thousand gold off of one treasure map. Um, you can also get them off of these uh, boxes that are just floating around in the ocean. So when you're sailing through, if you see them, you grab them. Like raft. Uh, yeah, like on the raft. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> I mean, you can uh, you can literally make a grappling hook and you can throw it out and hook onto the chest now and reel it in like on the game raft. So yeah. daily, how much gold do you average on daily? Well, right now. I think we're sitting at about 500 gold um, in our coffers, and that's while paying for the NPCs. Um, and on PVE, we got about 270 in our chest right now. Yeah, but you have to go on these daily runs, too. Like, How many NPCs do you have? Oh, shoot. Um, we got zero. It's a, it's a completely different... I mean, they need them. It's just more of a commodity for us. Well, no, in PvP you need them, right? In PvP yeah. you don't yeah. need them. Well, like it depends we... on your crew. Um, we have yeah. currently on PvP about 12-ish. And the reason being is we have them in our like our towers to defend our base. And we also have them... And they're about a dollar a gold an hour? Um, depends. Uh, I've seen ones that were... A a gold every 1.3 hours i've seen one that was a piece of gold every 0.7 hours so depending on the crew member uh, so how, how much, much is your charge. crew 
costing you per hour right now? That's uh, a good question. I want to say we have about 12 crew members, and right now we got ones that are only charging about 1.7 per hour. So whatever 1.7 times 12 is. Okay, so you just, I mean that's you're reaching up to almost about like 20 gold an hour. So if you have these guys for 24 hours, yeah, well, we figured it out. Yeah, that's like almost it. all the gold you have in your coffers right now. Yeah, you basically have to put like 28 gold on each one of our NPCs to keep them for at least two days. So yeah, you got to constantly be going out there doing runs. Um, you they can get need gold from a the building in that too. game. They need a building on that game that pays your crew. Yes, that would be freaking fantastic. Because right now you actually have to put it in their inventory for each single That's one. That's horrible. Now, I don't know if like maybe you could do it like a food trough and throw the gold in the food trough. <laughs> no, they should have a building that's like the uh, treasury and your guys go and get paid. They go to it and they get paid. I like or the food somebody, idea so Or there's somebody in this building that walks around to your crew members and pays them. Whatever kind of fluff you want to add to it, just yeah. they need a building that pays your dudes. Like to go around and put in each guy, that's just annoying. Well, they already have they already have several boxes that are in the game that are auto feed things into stuff like troughs, like like you said, the cannonballs. There's a box for that. Um, I'm pretty sure the resource box for the ship. You you pull auto pull stuff from that as well, don't you? When you're repairing. Yeah, for repairs. Yeah, so I mean, it's completely possible they could just make like a little treasure chest that's for you know for crew members. Yeah, I'm sure they will at some point. So the interesting thing about crew members is you have to treat them like players. You actually have a um, a piece of furniture that you can you specifically need to buy that's like a trough for them, where you have to fill it with all different kinds of food in order to keep them alive and fed, because they will starve over time as well. Now let me ask some. Now you have twelve guys. Say you mm-hmm. go around, you forget to put gold in one guy. That guy's not getting paid. He's going to go mutiny on your crew. Mm-hmm. Will your crew kill him? Uh, I believe so. But the thing is, is we have them all mounted to cannons. And if the guy's hitting them from behind, there's nothing he can do about it. So he's like, they won't let go with a cannon to defend themselves. No, you have oh, to have people stationed that. up there with armor and stuff. Yeah. That's kind of frustrating. Yeah. And, um, the game has a vitamin system. I don't know if we've touched the, on that one yet, but no, we haven't yet. It's the most obnoxious thing <laughs> you'll ever have to deal with in the game. It is better now than it was. I will say that. Yeah, they have reduced the rate at which it drops, which is nice. Um, but basically, you need vitamin what A, B, and C, and D, and you basically have to keep your vitamin levels. Um, basically level. Otherwise, you start having side effects for certain vitamins if they drop down too low. Like, there's one if you Vitamin D, low. you could just go into the sun, right? And just get some vitamin D? No. <laughs> I said that the first day. <laughs> yeah, you have to... You get that off of uh, fish. You can get it off milk. Um, I'm pretty sure there's another source, but I can't think of that one off the top of my head. Mm. The sun, like that doctors even tell you, like when you need vitamin D, I gotta like go out more. Maybe it goes down slower. 
don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's, so, that's the thing. And then, so you have to get your vitamins. Now, what are some of the side effects, like, if you don't take vitamins? Oh, uh, you die. There's one where you start <laughs> coughing, and you'll start vomiting if it gets too low. And you just sound like one of those, like, disgusting <laughs> semen. They're like, ah, like, coughing up phlegm all the time. What was that sickness? You don't want to run out of C. C is like the worst one. Yeah, what's the one that you uh, that that sickness and arc that you could spread to people? Uh oh, you talking like uh, a swamp sickness or whatever? Yeah, you yeah. you basically swamp start sounding either? like that. You run around and you're just coughing and hacking. And if you're climbing a rope ladder, when you start coughing, you drop to your death. <laughs> <laughs> Vitamin um, C if, is vision. So Is that the one that makes you black out? Yeah, it makes you black out, or sometimes your vision will turn orange if you if you uh, take too much. Or I've had it turn green before. I thought that was like kind of weird. I'm like, all right. <laughs> well, you guys have it down, right? So you is some um, food hard to come by, or is it pretty easy to like, go out fishing and get some food? Um, you can just jump into the water. Most bodies of water have fish floating around. You just yeah, build. there's there's quite a bit of fish. Yeah, um, I think it's vegetables are probably one of the harder ones, depending on which island. Where you're do you on. get your vitamin C from? Carrots, uh, anything fruit. See, every vegetable, every type of food has like a little has a little dot of a color up in the corner of it. And it tells you like which what what it gives you, so you're not just like guessing. So like turmeric, carrots, uh, I think oranges are a thing too, maybe, or or some kind of weird name for an orange. There are no bananas in this game, though. There are no bananas. <laughs> they they made sure there were no bananas in this game to differ themselves away from Sea of Thieves. That was the number one thing. Now, how yeah. do they? How fast does your vitamins drain? Oh, not very fast at all. Okay, that's cool. In the beginning, it was pretty quick, but mm-hmm. it was too fast, so they adjusted that. About every fast. hour in the beginning. Yeah. And then they then they introduced like a vitamin, like what surplus or vitamin? I forgot what it's called. It was if your vitamins are level, you get a buff, and it yeah, you move ten percent faster. Yeah, and it slows kind of down stuff. the rate at your that your vitamins not drop. Not um, you also just like Ark, you have to deal with food. Um, hunger, and if you eat too much food, um, you get an overeat debuff, which hurts you. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is if you eat too much of a single vitamin, you'll get another debuff that hurts you. So you, when you eat, you actually have to balance out your meal between like meat, fish, berries, and vegetables to keep your your shit level. Never eat prime. Never eat prime. No, that is way the too worst much. thing to eat. Yeah, it overloads you with vitamins and doesn't fill you up. Nice. Yeah, you have to. You have to eat like five pieces of prime, and you'll immediately start dying after like eating two pieces of prime. Yeah, there's there's a lot of um, many mechanics in this game. It's it's kind of weird. In this game, another thing about Atlas is they're very heavy on mini games. Um, have you guys ever played Gears of War? Nope, I have not. Foe? Yeah, yes, of course. Okay, so when you go to, like, 
reloading Gears of War. You have that little mini game to where you can reload quicker. Uh huh. Pretty much all the mini games are something kind of like that, where you have this bar and you have this highlighted area that you have to click on within that highlighted area. And depending on what you're doing, it could either be you reload your gun faster or digging for water, you get more water. Oh, that's cool. Um, that's the other thing. You cannot drink just any water in this game. Well, yeah, you can't drink seawater. Yeah, like Ark, you run to an ocean, you drink water, it's fresh water. Here, you go to an ocean, you're dehydrated. Um, you literally have to go to a spot that has like green ground, luscious ground, and you dig for water. Uh, That's kind of broken as well. It's not really broken. You just have to get good. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean the finding finding the uh, the ground that that's green. I mean, we have so much land that has green all over it where we're at, and a lot of it doesn't let you dig for water. It's only like certain spots. So you, you spend can you like, put like a well? No, uh, no. There, um, there is reservoirs and a water barrel. So. I'm not quite sure how the reservoirs fill up. I think you have to fill them by hand, don't you? Can you build one of those? I don't know. I feel like any survival game that has to do with water, you always can build like one of those um, evaporating like water traps. Like, can you build one of those things? I haven't seen them yet. No. I feel like that's something that would be, I don't know, in the game. It makes sense with the setting. So... They have water barrels that you can open when it rains and it'll collect water. But if you don't close it after it rains, it'll evaporate over time. So when it rains, you got to run over, open your barrels, let it fill up, and then close them again. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of like that that whole idea. Well, you can. You, the reservoirs also fill with uh, rain as well. Um, Do they? Okay. Yeah, they also fill with rain. And they don't evaporate. So, but the big problem with those is, uh, you have to. They only hold two hundred water compared to the five hundred that the other barrel does. Can you drink a reservoir, or that's strictly for gardening? You, you have to make. I have to make a special pipe for it. But yeah, you can. Gotcha. And that's that's another thing with the building system in this game. They completely overhauled what they were doing in Ark. You know, like how you have. Okay. You don't have windows that you can build, or you don't have uh, um, what do you call it, railings and stuff like that. Or you door frames. You make or door frames. You got to build walls, and then you cycle through the walls when you're placing them down to choose the different piece that you want to put down. So you literally, uh, literally, opens up like so many different options for building at that point, like. You place down a foundation. Before you place down a foundation, you have a choice between, you know, uh, a square foundation or a triangle foundation. So it's good in a lot of ways, and then it's bad in a lot of other ways. Like one thing that makes me mad is I like I like the railings, the look of the railings, but I'm building railings at the same price as a wall. You got what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, it's you know. But it, it's good for uh, for this. It reduces how much has to actually be put into the game that way. You don't have all these different structures; they all have the same code almost. 
Yeah, the only beef I have about that is they don't label what you can make with that object. Like, it doesn't tell you yeah. that if you place it or if you build this wall, it can also be a door, a window, or um, one of the many other things that walls can be. You, I didn't yeah. even know it until I think you, Omen, actually posted a video about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, if anybody knows me and see me, how I build an arc, I, I love to build. Um, and this was, like, one thing I was, like, super excited about because the buildings in Atlas are just fantastic looking. The amount of detail in them, the every everything about the building is just beautiful. But the downside to it is it, it costs so much more to build something in Atlas than it does in Arc. Uh, just a wall in general takes about everything you can everything you can gather for any of the other stuff to make a to make a stone wall. I mean, it it takes stone, wood, fiber, thatch. I mean, that isn't a thing. It isn't a thing in Arc. I mean, you only have three ingredients that goes into it. So, but you get a good crew. You can build a giant base. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, is uh, Thames. They're not, not fully meant for war, but I shouldn't I say they're not, zombie. not meant for war. <laughs> you can get things like wolves and bears where you can fight with, but most Thames are actually just meant for gathering. I gotta get a bear. Yeah, bears are bears, cool. bears are the best thing right now, in my opinion. They are. You can hook a cart up to them. There's a um, there's a cart that you can like put cannons on, and you can hook what? a bear up to the cart. Yep. And then there's a carriage. You can build a carriage and hook it up to the bear. Can you ride can you, in? Like, the can you live in the carriage? You. I don't know if you can live in it, but you can ride in it. It's pretty cool. Can I be that like weird bear guy that just lives in a carriage on with his bear? <laughs> <laughs> Campfires around, hell yeah. <laughs> I was just talking today in um, Gunsmoke how I wish there was like a, I don't know, a cart or something you can hook it up to. And well, I know, they need that for that game, for that mod. Yeah, it's an I Atlas guarantee thing, you. so. I guarantee you, after, after the dev kit comes out, we are going to see so many changes in ARC that, that uh, we have wanted for so long. Oh. Because... Yeah, it, they're going to be transferable. I guarantee it, because you can take assets from Rust and you can put them into into Arc. I mean, psh, you know, I'm guaranteeing you can do it. It's it's the same game. You can in single player you can literally spawn in every dinosaur that's in Arc in into Atlas. That's so. Yeah. I I know. I'm I'm curious how long it's going to take before somebody just completely puts out a mod that's Atlas. And if they can port this boat building into Arc, holy crap! It, I would say just if, let's say we start up an unofficial server and we have the availability to put dino spawns into, that's the biggest problem with Atlas right now. There's not enough creatures to keep balance of the other creatures. So like on our server, where I'm on PVE, the biggest problem we have is the overspawning of the alpha creatures, which are snakes and crocodiles, because none of the herbivores can uh, stand up to them. Elephants can't stand up to them. Rhinos can't stand up to them. So you don't see any of them uh, just walking around because the snakes and crocodiles kill them before they can even even have a chance. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 
and it's not just on ours. It's 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 just about everywhere. And they have and and I saw this on Reddit. They have said they are going to be po- be bringing in more creatures that we are more familiar with. Whatever the heck that means. Well, in all fairness, like this game is it, it's super new. So I yeah. didn't expect First like, of 100 all, different di- animals in there to be honest. This is a pirate game. Is there a parakeet? Yes, yes. there is. And they're amazing. Or, or a macaw. Yeah, they're amazing. Yes. They're beautiful. I got a I got one called Blue Polly. It's it's fantastic and they can wear hats. I got a pirate hat on my bird. It's fantastic. They got monkeys too. You can, you can wear monkeys. Monkeys are super annoying. The, the noises they make are so horrible. No, no, no. Monkeys oh. are fine. It's the turtles that are fucking annoying. And they, they said that that's just a placeholder. They, uh, what, the I turtle? Know, yeah, the turtle. The turtle's design is just a placeholder. Uh, the, their actual model is fine. The, the noise they make? They, they make the same noise as the crocodile. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, they make the same noise as the crocodile, but their model and everything's going to be completely changed here. That's what they they said in the beginning, at least. Do they look like arc turtles? Tiny arc turtles. Smaller, yeah. Okay. There's a there's a really cool sea turtle mod in arc called uh, Additional Creatures. He adds uh, like an Archillion. It's like an ancient version. It's just a giant sea turtle. I imagine that's what they're going to go with because shortly. Shortly before Atlas was announced, they uh, sponsored his mod. <laughs> so One of my favorite mods was the giant sea turtle you could build a house on the back of. <laughs> the world turtle? The yeah, world turtle. it was awesome. Amazing. I love that thing. Yeah. I do plan on hosting a server when uh, the dev kit comes out and we get a couple mods and stuff. I, I am a, a map maker in a way. I mean... Hey. Are you talking about for Atlas? Yeah, for Atlas. And my my uh, my vision is I'm going to put as much arc into Atlas as I can. So there, I will have Rexes, Carnos, everything that you can dream of in, in Atlas. Just because. I think that's what the game's missing right now. I, I, I love arc, I, but I love everything I've seen in Atlas so far. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the... When that dev kit comes out, Atlas private servers are going to change. You actually should probably hook up with Johnny Wrench and see yeah. if you can't link your servers up. Just do yours a little different well, than his. I was offered about a month ago a free server from uh, G Portal for, for uh, Atlas. So, you know, it's it's it was just like a ten man server, but I mean, plus if I add another ten dollars onto that, I mean that's another twenty. That's a twenty man server. You know, if I hook up with Johnny, we figure out something. We can uh, probably make a pretty awesome, pretty awesome map. Yeah, and get rid of three ports altogether. I think we should probably clarify with private servers on Atlas. They are expensive. So expensive. Each block um, on Atlas costs ten dollars yeah. for ten people. Yeah, each block on Atlas is the same size as an Arc server. So you can imagine having several of those connected is cool, but again, ten dollars per per block. But it's not necessary because you're not going to have that many people on your server. But but if you want all the resources and you want and you want an 
to actually have a full experience. I mean, if you have a, you can spawn in, you can have a total of eight islands on a private server. But at that point, you have eight islands in no water. You know what I mean? So what what's the point of having a game where that's was designed around giant pirate ships when that giant those giant pirate ships can't sail around the map? Yeah, and the other thing is is um well that's when mods are going to come into in yeah. But you need to be able to go between each server. It's just it's a thing. That that's kind of the u- uniqueness of Atlas is being able to go from this map to this map to this map and by yeah but you're just gonna be going around to like empty areas yeah but if say you get all 10 players into one map section at one time you need to be able to do that if you don't then they get locked out of that map and they can't go to that Mm -hmm. people can't log in people can't i mean you get over 10 people and let, let Let's just face it. I mean, the reason why our like a lot of our Arc servers haven't been like filled up lately is Arc's just been dying for for a long time. I'm not saying Arc's dead. This might be just what Arc needs once this dev kit comes out that has all these awesome new features in it and all these awesome new like building designs and because you can port you can port this stuff over easy. But like I said, it's it's not meant to be ran on that engine. I don't know. It's like every time I've dealt with private servers. Like- Unless it was like a super popular server, like run by somebody popular, it was like you know, I, I it's like I never used to see like more than like twenty people on a server. Like even this was you know back when Awk was like really big. Like I said, unless it was like a private server ran by somebody that's popular. Yeah, and they got people out there now that are running private servers that have linked up with several other people who own servers and they all have Yeah, see that's the way you got to do it. You got to link up. Yeah. That's kind of cool because you link up with other people. Everybody sets like their own little settings. So when you go from zone to zone, it feels like sometimes a new experience because they have their settings totally different. Yeah. And um the other thing that we should probably mention if a server is full um, when you get to the border of a server, it you'll have like this blue-ish glow. And if it's a full server, it turns red like a firewall. And if you try and go through that firewall, it automatically destroys you and your ship. So don't be that guy going through the server at the last minute when it fills up. That'll suck. Omen, I think me and you are pretty much the only ones that have played so far, correct? I think so, yeah. MFO, you guys haven't been able to dip in yet, right? No, not yet. No, I gotta wait until I update that graphics card. I tried to load it in, it didn't it crashed on me. Yeah. Cyberjudge, how about you? Oh sorry, Emma. I p- oh, go ahead, Emma. Oh, I was just gonna say, Fo, I'm excited for you to get your card. It's been a long time. You and me both, man. I'm just <laughs> I'm waiting for that thing. So, Cyberjudge, how would uh, how would you rate your experiences on Atlas? I know you've only played a little bit, but yeah, I played very little. Um, I've enjoyed it, and I am excited to um, get into it. I've been distracted with other games uh, that we'll talk about later. Um, but what I saw, I was impressed. I know uh, the devs were given a real hard time with their. Uh, a horrible launch with they made a big deal with countdowns and everything and 
didn't release uh, based on the countdowns. And uh, once they did release, it was uh, just a laggy mess and uh, very disorganized. But uh, I was impressed on how quick uh, they fixed that up. I was uh, impressed with Jat's communication through Twitter. Um, pretty much even on Christmas Day was posting that they were doing patches. And um, yeah, you got to give like their developers, uh, their human beings, uh, you got to give them a break. And uh, the um, amount of dedication that the developers are putting onto it for the the hard time people are giving it's yeah maybe it's because i'm a developer myself i'm not a a games developer i'm an application developer for a company but i know what it what it takes to develop something and my things are not nearly as big as a a game like atlas and so to see some of the uh hard time that these developers are given uh on twitter on discord uh, it's kind of uh, a little bit uh, crazy uh, because they're 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 doing some good turnaround, but and fixing what they need to. They obviously released it early because my guess is because they needed the money, so they wanted to start making sales to get money to keep the development of this going. Um, and they they're making it clear it's early access. There's going to be bugs, and people who are playing have to realize. It is early access. You're essentially playing an alpha of a game, and if you're not, if you don't like dealing with bugs, you shouldn't. You should be waiting to buy it until they go to a, a more retail release. That's well said. Yeah. Um, how's uh, I, how's your experience so far? I've like my experience has been great. I think it's I think it's a great game. My my first night playing, my first day playing it. I will say I was very embarrassed i was going to stream it i thought this was going to be a great game for me to start streaming get into and everything my first day of streaming it was probably the most embarrassing stream i've ever had just because i literally couldn't do anything it's the first game i've actually had to like stop a stream because i was embarrassed i mean of how how bad the the lag was and how bad i mean i couldn't do anything and I mean, I actually had, oh, I think I capped out at 15 people watching, which is which big was, was big for me because a lot of people in my, a lot of the communities I play in like to watch new games and stuff like that. And I think I gave a really bad uh, experience to at least 15 people. And, and I felt bad about it. But after that, I mean, I haven't streamed since that day just because of that. I'm a pretty critical person if anybody's like talk to me for 15 minutes i'm pretty rough when it comes to things like that but my experience of the game was it has been fantastic since i've start come back and started playing it pvp there was a couple things it was mainly just people reasons why i stopped playing pvp but uh i went to pve and I didn't. I couldn't believe when uh when I came back to PVE what everybody had built up from what I left with you know, and uh, there we're we're making lots of strides and stuff in PVP in PVE, not as not nearly as much as you guys are in PVP just because I mean we're smaller, we're you know, we got a lot more limitations on us. 
Yeah, having yeah. having more people in your crew. Definitely. definitely hey, Omen, how is the land claims work uh, on PvE since you can't really um, fight over the land like you can in the PvP? Now, I, I've done very little of anything in Atlas, so, uh, but I know I did participate in a ship battle when I was playing, uh, or the one time I was on, and Land claims, that... land claims are uh, actually pretty, pretty straightforward now. They there was a lot of like, uh, well, this and that, this and that, until they finally, you know, they they simp simplified it and they made it how it is. Um, when you place down a flag, a claim flag in an area, you have three days that nobody can can do anything to your uh, claim flag. They can they can't contest you or whatever. And then once that time is uh, counted down, you have so many uh, so many hours or whatever to. Uh, to be on and if you're on nobody can if you're in the area nobody can do anything to you and uh if you're not on if you're if you're not in the area it uh allows people to uh to claim your, your stuff so like let's say we're out we're out uh in a different area Pe people can actually take our stuff while we're away so but like our main base there's people sleeping in it and that's that's the ultimate deterrent of people being able to uh, to take your land, is if you have a person in the area, even a sleeping person, they can test they can test the uh, area. And a lot of our areas overlap each other, so we we kind of build bases in between the overlapping, and nobody can really do anything because there's always somebody asleep. And the claiming is it's you find an area where nobody's nobody is, you see it's red. And it says you can try to steal it. Might, you might as well just try to steal it. See if it'll work. Yeah, PVE is basically kind of hit and miss. You just got to find a spot where you think you can get it and just try it, hmm. to be honest. Um, what, it, what one thing it does do is, uh, if I don't know if, they, if this is in PVP now, but uh, we've noticed uh, there's this little contention. Like, it tells you where... Uh, the contesters are to your claim. So like, let's say uh, we uh, start claiming the area and it says being contested. I walk over to their flag. I click on their flag to see where the people are. It does the little parasaur thing where it shows you where the person is. That's uh, And then that's how you usually know if they're sleeping in the house or if they're, or if they're somewhere around there. And by all rights, if, if they're, if they're awake and around on the, on the, around their claim, they're not. It's not going to let you claim it, no matter what. Okay. I didn't know that. I'll have to try that. On yeah, you have to look at it in PvP because it it might be the ultimate way to claim stuff in PvP. Yeah, the biggest problem we have in PvP, which they just fixed, I think, with the new patch, was uh, water claims. If there was a spot in the water that they can claim that overlapped your land, it would steal some of your land claim. You know what? And um, so people were just driving by, dropping claims off uh, off the shore from us, and we actually lost like one or two buildings overnight because if they claim your territory and you have a building on it, they get that building. Yeah, now that's completely different on PVE now uh, because it auto it auto just decays the building if if it's on your land. So yeah, there's 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 slight differences between both of them. I mean. Of course, and but I, the way the update worked is they got rid of water claims. Now it's only land claims. Yeah, and that that prevents people from just stealing your land from out and sea. Um, 
But with yeah, PvP, know. if somebody tries to contest your land claim, uh, you actually have to go up to their claim and drop your flag on it to prevent it. And then after, I think it's like a half hour or something, then their claim goes away. And it's also how you steal boats. Um, <laughs> so, like I said, we have this NPC tower. And people from the free ports or lawless areas will accidentally get too close. And we'll basically, our NPCs will, it won't outright destroy their boats most of the time. They, most of the time they get hit a bunch. And then they'll sail out of range. But by that time, they already have a hole in their boat. Or say the cannons killed the the players and their beds. We can swim over to that boat. And if it's not sinking, we can steal their boat. And if we can, if we manage to steal their boat, um, we can just repair it and build whatever we want on it and take it, pretty much. We have like a raft graveyard right now. But... Uh, I don't know. My overall experience of the game this far is it's I've I'm going to go off kind of what Cyberjoad said from launch. The launch was shitty. I was not happy with it at all. Um, it got pushed back, what, three, four times. And they even did a pre launch where they were going to let streamers into private server and stream it so people could kind of get a, a feel for it before they finally fully released it. And they even failed on that. So from the get-go, it, it just was terrible. Um, but as time progressed, within like two weeks, they had already done so many significant changes to it that it the game itself just it was fun. It was good. Um, yeah, there's bugs, but it was all stuff you kind of expected. And it just... I don't know. With all the CPR crew... It was a lot of fun just building up, getting on a raft, and just going somewhere. Even though we had a couple bad experiences on PvP, um, it never really deterred how I felt about the game. I know Faloon got a little upset a few times about certain events that had happened and how they happened. But... To me, it was all learning experiences, and you kind of learn to look out for those things so they wouldn't happen again. Um, one of the first experiences we had with PvP, we were trying to meet up with a company, oh, now and it was seven of us um, built from um, a lawless region. Three separate rafts. We load them up with beds and food. And all of us took off at the same time. And we get to this crew that we were supposed to be meeting up so we can join them. Phil gets in. And then one of their dipshits totally dragged in a wolf. And it murdered our entire crew. <laughs> before, before we even got into their crew. So all of us had to go respawn back at a free port. Because um, what had happened was when Phil joined them. He merged the company, and it didn't pull the players in, but it pulled all our rafts. So now none of us had beds to respawn on. Why didn't yeah. it pull the players? What's that? How come when you merged the tribes, it didn't pull all the players? That's how they had their company set up. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they were supposed to invite us all, but they, they were dinking around, and 
There's like That's... 10 people on there being attacked by two people that were destroying them. Yeah. Ooh. Let's just say they were a very terrible company. Um, eventually, we all got in there, and then the company broke apart because of some shady stuff that was going on. And this all happened in like a three-day time. So Yeah, that was about the time I left. <laughs> yeah, and now we're all in a different company with some of the same people, but these were all the cool people. And all the shitty people stayed in the other company. So it, it was a very happy split in the end. And we actually ended up winning out like this huge chunk of land that we can build on and do whatever. So it, it turned out really good for us. So now would be the time to join the PvP server. Yes, it's very fruitful. We ended up in this huge alliance that's been really um, successful. Um, the day that we joined this alliance... Or, and split off from the other company, this group of people had wiped this other company off this island. And basically, they're like, all right, you can have their spot. And we just took over their land is what we ended up doing. But I, I was, I was going to say, like, probably the one thing I was really looking forward to with this game was being part of, like, a big alliance and, like, doing all this crazy stuff. So, I mean... I'm glad I missed the beginning couple weeks, but I feel like now is kind of the time to hop in. Oh, it really is. And like right now, I'm missing out on a giant raid right now. <laughs> Why not just um, don't shoot them? I guess one of our allies backstabbed the main person of the alliance. And right before I jumped in to help s start working on the podcast, they're like, let's go, let's gear up. And they're raiding those guys as we're speaking. So. The raids seem like they're going to be fun. I haven't been able to join in on one, but I've done a few boat battles, and those are intense. And they're they're fun. Like that's the my favorite part so far of uh, Atlas is the boat ship fights. Now, if you're on a boat, why are they intense? Damn! <laughs> Cannonballs flying past you. I mean, you could be hit at any second and die. So here's the funny thing is you can be in like a brigantine and a schooner if they have better shots than you could sink you like if you, you the key is to focus fire you need to knock off one of their panels or several of their panels and everybody needs to shoot at the same spot in order to do it otherwise if they're better at it than you they're gonna sink you like one of the fights we got into, everybody wasn't focus firing. We were all just kind of hitting different places. And we had a 12 cannon ship and they had two cannons and almost sank us. So it's, yep. it's fairly balanced. Like if you're on a small boat, if you know you're better than them, you have a pretty damn good chance. Um, our crew definitely had a happy accident. Um, we had an MPC tower set up. I've said it several times because i like to repeat myself <laughs> um this crew was driving through town and um they they just got too close and we ended up sinking their um their boat but we ended up recruiting them because they were actually there looking for a new home so it was kind of a happy accident. oh yeah poor people though <laughs> But yeah, that's that's pretty much uh, Atlas in a 
overall, it's it's been fun. Uh, Omen, Cyber, is there anything you guys wanted to add about Atlas? Uh, not not too much. I mean, it's been a it's been an experience. I mean, the PVE is definitely better than uh, than uh, I thought it was going to be. I mean, there's a lot. There's actually a lot more to do than I thought it was going to be in a PVE. I thought it was just going to be like, oh man, there's nothing to do because it seemed like it was going to be a heavily PVP, but Right now, I mean, we're we're just focusing on building and building and building, and I can build my heart's content with uh, the way it is. And uh, I mean, we're, once we start doing the uh, the end game stuff, that'll be that'll be even funner. Sinking ghost ships and finding uh, the the power runes or whatever they're called, power stones. Fighting elementals. By the way, guys, there are some fantasy parts of this game. There's different creatures that you can fight on other islands. You just have to find them. Um, Amitai, Foe, you guys have any questions about Atlas you want to ask? I mean, you guys answered all the questions I had. And yep. I'm definitely pumped about this game. I'm definitely going to be playing it. I'm definitely going to jump on with you guys once I put the new graphics card in. And it's going to be a blast. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I hope to get both of you guys into the PvP or the PvE server. Um, we have a private server as well, if that gets to be too much for people. Um, Johnny Wrench has a pretty awesome setup right now. So there's there's lots of stuff to do. Um, and with that, um, I think we should take it to ARC. Oh, ARC, you say? ARC. You know, our favorite. <laughs> I love ARC. Um, I will say that's all I've played since the last podcast. I, I'm doing a horrible job of playing any other game. See, I, I can't even blame you for that because I know you were kind of excited for the Atlas launch and it kind of messed you up. And that sucks. Yeah, I mean, like Omen, I was excited to stream it. Like, that was one thing I was excited for. Um, and then they, it was going to release... Like the one day I like the day before I was leaving for vacation. So I was like, this is perfect. It's going to release this day. I'm going to be able to stream my last day before I go on like a two week vacation. And then like, you know, I was just really excited for it. And then like, of course, it got delayed, which I I don't know why I expected anything different. Um, of course, it got delayed, uh, but it was still just so sad and then you know i tried to get on that saturday because i was home for a night and then it didn't work so it was just so frustrating but i have arc so that's always definitely my backup and my go-to which i really enjoy so, so what have you been doing in arc well mostly it's just been gunsmoke um both cyber judge and i are Ooh. now uh we've been playing together for two seasons now and we recently met up with two other people, uh, Diesel Effect and Rogue Angel. They're in our CPR group. Um, but it's been four of us, and we've been hanging out and building and exploring and taming and breeding and making a ton of new friends. And it's, I mean, we've been just having a blast these past couple weeks. Yeah, I managed to get on with you That's guys early on, and I, it was so much fun. And then Atlas came out, and it totally, like, pulled my attention away which sucks but maybe when i get burnt out on atlas i can get back into gunsmoke that'd be fun 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I kind of forgot that you joined for a little bit. Um, we, you know, we gained a couple of people early in the season, but yeah, as soon as Atlas came out, which was like a week or two after the season started, we lost a lot of people. But um, I am hoping that at least next season you guys will come back in. We recently also met up with um, Scarlett. And so she's starting to build next to us. So I'm excited for that to happen. And then hopefully maybe you guys can pop back in and um, join up with Scarlett and we can all just kind of build next to each other. It's, it's been, it's fun. And I really want you guys to come join us again. Yeah, no, it'd be exciting. It, it It's fun. Um, on the flip side though, like when you get, when you stream your gun smoke, it, I know it's not the most popular thing because it's it's RP, but it's fun to watch. I, I at least get a kick out of it. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad you enjoy it. How about you, Cyber? What you been up to in ARC? Uh, Gunsmoke's all I've been up to. Um, I've been staying up way past my bedtime every day, it seems like, since this season started. Uh, so last season, it was just Emma, Ty, and I uh, playing. Uh, we were playing different characters. We re-rolled this season to play uh, different. So for those who are lis listening and saying, wondering what the heck Gunsmoke is, uh, I, I think Emma Ty has mentioned it in uh, past uh, episodes, but it's basically ARC, but fully modded to be more of a, a old Western uh, style. It's heavily modded. Um, you have classes. Um, so you pick your class and you can only do what that class is, can do. Yeah. So if you choose to be a farmer, you're not going to be building houses and the carpenters build the houses. Um, but the carpenters can only build the houses. They can't build the lights. So you need the blacksmith, uh, to, uh, do the lighting and, um, you can go to the Gunsmoke uh, website to kind of get an idea of what all the classes are and what they can all do. The structure that they have, they 100% focus on role play. So you have questions about something to do in game. They don't want you to ask in their Discord channel. They want you to go find somebody of the same class as you in game and ask in game on how to do something to keep that immersion and uh, role play up. Um, they have they allow some to be bandits and actually Amitai and I were thinking that we were going to start um, this season as bandits but uh, plans changed I guess through the uh, as the season went on here um, but <laughs> it's been uh, fun I've been I'm playing this season uh, Ronaldo or I've shortened it to Ren because it seems like Ronaldo is just a mouthful to say and I'm a blacksmith so I'm doing all the lighting and stuff where um, uh, Diesel is playing our carpenter. Uh, he's going by the name JT, and he's building these massive uh, houses that, it, like, where we're now, people are riding through. We're in a very heavy traffic area, and people are riding through and thinking they're in a museum because of all the work that uh, uh, Diesel's put, put in. And then... Uh, Amitai and uh, Rogue Angel have been busy with the managing the animals and the farm uh, crops and stuff like that. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, the role play has been great. Where we've moved from where you start, uh, where when you were with us, uh, Blue, it's uh, we've now moved 
closer. I don't know if you got to meet June when you, while you were playing or she streams as well. I don't know if you've watched her stream, but um, uh, we've basically moved into her community. So constantly people coming by asking us to make stuff for them or uh, it just interacting with us. Uh, it's been a whole lot of fun and very addictive. It's funny too, because uh, the first time I met Rogue and Diesel, I think Emma, you brought up Gunsmoke to him, and they're like, "Nah, no, no." They've immersed the hell out of it. They, they've, oh yeah, they're flying in sinker. They're into that. Yeah, they play more than me, so it's always awesome to introduce a new game to someone and just know that they absolutely love it. So that's been great. I think you guys need to hit up those guys on Gunsmoke and maybe uh, push them to do a an RP uh, Atlas. That would be insane. Oh, that's honestly that's what I'm hoping for. The, I'm sure they'll be doing. I know. Sure. I it has to. They uh they gave away a copy of Atlas, like the Gunsmoke uh, admin team. So I'm hoping I'm hoping that's a sign that they're going to um I don't know be doing something with it. Because uh, they have like one of the main mod or admin is the person who's making all of the mods for it. So he's still really active. He's still doing a lot. So I'm hoping that once this dev kit comes out, he's going to be able to look at it and be like, what can we do to get this done soon? But if you said it's expensive, they need at least 100 people. So it's, that would, you know, it's possible that they could pull that off, though. It's the one thing that I see that would well, cause them not to um, uh, do their own uh, servers if it uh, is the cost of entry. I mean, you could do a Patreon where, like, yeah. if you want to join, everybody got to pay five bucks. Or Which if you want to join for the season, you have to pay 20 bucks for the season. So they'll cover you, you know, five dollars a month for four months. I don't know how long seasons last. But, yeah, I know. think uh, I think Twitch RP and I think their ending cost is like two hundred eighty bucks or something like that for all their servers. So Twitch RP, uh, when you have something like Atlas where there's nothing, no mods on it that make things look futuristic or or anything, it's been pretty uh, pretty straightforward. Uh, just pirate colonial kind of RP, which has been great. And the thing about Atlas with uh, RP is you wouldn't have to design a ton of mods for it. Just the way the game's set up, it's pretty much it's set up for RP. Like I, I, I there's no. I couldn't even think of anything They're that would dying. hinder RP on that game right now. Agree. Uh, yep. I I see Atlas as a good uh, as is uh, place to do have an RP server. Uh, I kind of wish uh, the developers would have opened up a a server that was more focused on role play um, because it's ready for you. It just it has to have the rules that you have to play in character and um, it, it would be an awesome RP situation. Yeah, I know. Uh, sure. I know this season Twitch RP pretty much stamped out anybody. Uh, they, they fixed it when... Uh, like let's say hey i'm i'm johnny from the future and uh this is a strange pirate they made sure nobody nobody had that kind of rp this season which is a great thing that they i mean i'm glad they they got hardcore with that 
Yeah, and those guys from Gunsmoke, they could easily set it up to where instead of having like 100 people per server, drop it down to maybe 30 to make it a little bit more affordable. Because, I mean, people are going to spread out, right? So, and you could at least get three or four um, segments all together. And yeah, but if like the RP is really price. good and it sounds like the RP is good, you know, people will be willing to pay a few bucks. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, to help offset that cost. Well, doesn't Gunsmoke, don't they already have like a... I'm sure they have a Patreon journey. already. I don't think so. No. I don't think they have anything, which is honestly shocking. They don't have anything listed on their website or in the Discord for it. Because I'm yeah. sure people would be willing just because there are people that they appreciate that sort of thing and they would be willing just to give money just to help out with server costs and things like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Like, I, I, right now, I'd be willing to throw them like five bucks because I play on their server a lot and I know how expensive servers can be. And they have a server that's a hundred slot. I can't imagine that's cheap. Though I'm sure they get it. Like, the, on the thing, it's like sponsored by whoever, like their server name says who they're sponsored by. So I'm sure they get some sort of a discount. Well, yeah, well, a hundred slot server runs about $78. That's not really bad at all, though, I guess. Without discounts. Yeah, and they've, and the guy, man, all the, what is it, Crazy Willie or something like that? Who? What? The guy that does all the mods. Oh, I, I think, I just, Case, I think that's just Case. his name. Yeah, yeah, Case. That's right. I don't know why I said Crazy Willie. He just, his guy. <laughs> like Crazy like Willie. <laughs> Everybody watch out for Crazy Willie. But he's he does remarkable work on those mods. Like when people yeah. throw in suggestions, he's pretty darn quick if it's an easy one to get it implemented into the game. It's it's impressive. And um, this season, he released a whole mod where it's a table with a whole bunch of um, furniture and decoration and storage that you can make. And I mean, it's just amazing, and it adds so much more aesthetic. Like it's like a broken fence that you can make and like throw that out or like a broken pallet. And it's just like little things like that. And you're just like, you know, that does look cool sitting right there. Nice. So yeah, he, he's stepping up his game a lot. This season he made basically, cause in past se the past season we had the ships uh, mod and this season he got rid of the ships mod and made his own mod that had things that function the same way as like the pallets and the ship mod. So instead of having a stone pallet and a wood pallet and stuff, he's got a wood pile for us to store our wood and uh, hay bales to store our thatch. Um, so he's doing a lot of great work with the mods um, and really keeping it focused on that Wild West uh, 1800s um, themed. Yeah, they're really strict about their theme too, which is... It, it's That's another thing I'm excited to do too. Like I want to role play on that server. Oh man, I think you would love it. The community is pretty, uh, I left. pretty cool. Yep, you'd fit in, Red. You fit right in, Fo. You just There's call actually... me Red. No, I, I no. <laughs> but that could be your name. It could be your name in game, Red. That's a good name. On the see, uh, last season that was Red, wasn't there? Yeah, there was a Red. I think he's there this season. He's just I he streams. Um, and he was talking about how just some of the in-life drama 
kind of bled into, or the out of character drama bled into the um, in character drama. So he's kind of okay. taking a step back, but he's also playing Alice a lot. So it's just like, I don't know. Yeah, it seems like some of it's yeah, starting to resurface, like with all that stuff in the with the swamp people. Yeah. So there's been some drama, and like they had an execution in game the other day. So it's been pretty interesting what's going on. And I streamed today, and when I was done, I raided someone who is kind of like I think she's a sheriff, um, but she was like in a roundtable discussion with all of the leaders of like all the different towns and areas. So they're like talking about all the stuff that's been going on and like the shootings that's been happening. And so it's 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 interesting to hear all the drama that's going on, you know, behind the scenes that you get through Discord. And then like when you're watching streams or even just going around in Gunsmoke County, there's just always something going on. Yeah, it, it's funny, too, because I thought being a bandit was going to be hard, which for me as a person, it is. But there is mm -hmm. a lot of people who are like robbing and stealing from people. And it's it's insane. It's it's cool. Yep. My whole plan and, this season was to become a bandit, but it's not happened out so far, but I still really want to, uh, I don't know, do something. My, my plan's to get arrested by the end of the season. Well, in all fairness, we all jumped in and we were all super fresh to RP. We we're all still getting our Make a our bunch of wet. like, make a bunch of C4 and like blow something up like dynamite. Yeah, you can do explosive barrels. I don't think you can make dynamite, though, right? No, you can't. Explosive barrels. So. All right, whatever it is they have to blow stuff up, make it. But I, I want to get arrested, but not to the point where they'll execute me. I just yes. want to, like... What? <laughs> yeah, if you accidentally kill somebody, foe, you get um, put them pretty much Fairing sentenced squad. to death. Yeah. They actually will go through a full court case. So you'll uh, basically there's towns that a player created towns, the biggest one being Keystone that you'll hear all the time. Uh, but each of these towns, uh, basically the mayor, they, they elect a mayor, the town's people elect a mayor every season. And, or if that mayor steps down, then they will have elections in the middle of the season. Oh my uh, God, I can't be told me that because, man. I would represent myself in a court case. And you can do that. <laughs> you can do that. Yep. So I could argue my ass off. They have sheriffs. They have deputy sheriffs. And those guys. And then they also have bounty hunters. So those are the ones they'll go around trying to catch the uh, ones that are doing the banditry. And then uh, we have justice of pieces. And then each anybody who gets arrested uh, gets thrown into one of the town jails and you have X number of hours to find somebody to represent you or you can choose to represent yourself. And then it goes to court uh, in front of a justice of the peace. Uh, and they actually like I watched somebody's trial. Um, they were streaming their trial and it was like a freaking real trial like they had um the prosecutor and the defense and the, each side got to call up their witnesses and the thing went on and on it kind of got boring actually i shut it off because i'm like oh geez uh but um yeah they they go through a whole like court thing and then in the end the judge decides 
what's going to happen to you. And they made a new rule that you can do a th- like a three strike rule before you get executed. But I think if you kill somebody in the game or what have you, uh, they can choose to sentence you to uh, be killed and it's a permadeath. So if your character is sentenced to death, uh, you cannot respawn and come back as that character. You, that would have to, you would have to reapply as a new character. Now, oh, so that's cool. So if you are a bandit and you are on the run, can you kill like the marshals coming after you, the bounty hunters? Uh, there's it's full. It's a full PvP server. The one thing that they require is that you have to have role play to cause this to happen. You can't just be sniping people from behind. Sure, no, but if you became a bandit, you would have a reason to kill the bounty hunters. Right. There has to be uh, some form of uh interaction that makes you re- like so that you're showing that you you realize that they're here to try to ca- catch you or what have you and then there could there very well could be a shootout and you can shoot the uh, the bounty hunters cool. um yeah it, oh there and there there has been several shootings this season actually and it's actually a reason why i kind of stepped back a little bit and said well maybe i don't want to be a bandit and more focus on bounty hunting so actually diesel rogue and i uh are kind of we haven't done much with it but we kind of all agreed that we want to kind of do more of the bounty hunting and especially since we've been brought into this community that they're all like even the one that runs the community mostly is june and she's anti-gun and everything in in the game it's her character uh, plays the role of uh she started off um in the first season as a child and every season she got slightly over older so last year she was like playing a teenager this year uh, or this season. She's now playing uh, a young adult, like a 20 year old or something like that. Um, so it's kind of it was kind of neat if you watched her progress through the se- uh, seasons. Uh, but she's always played the this anti-gun person. So that community is all anti-gun, um, even though some of us do carry like I carry two guns with me. And uh, I think our whole homestead carries guns. But um around her you uh, they say don't pull out a gun she, she uh, like she plays this that she gets nervous around guns and stuff it's kind of uh, like it's a whole rp experience right so it it's something you have to be there to really appreciate but yeah sorry he, you were saying she the one that got on drunk recently no that was uh that's lexa <laughs> that was lexa so Lexa awesome. is, uh, I think she's a deputy sheriff for Keystone. And yes, I guess she was having tooth problems. And she said uh, the t- pain medicine wasn't doing anything. So she turned to the bottle. And so she was streaming a little bit intoxicated. Nice. Yeah, the community I found has been really helpful, really fun. And there, like I thought I would be super nervous when I played. I mean, I didn't play a ton, but when I did play, I thought I'd be super nervous interacting with people. And really, they don't pressure you as long as you kind of stay within a character set, I guess. Yeah, it's it's made it made RPing with them really comfortable. Yeah, I was unsure how I was going to be because obviously it was my first kind of role play experience in like a big situation like this never really played role play uh even when i did uh foes uh dnd campaign there last year i wasn't the best at it so i i really didn't know how i was gonna handle 
a role play uh, situation like this. But uh, I've uh, kind of gotten really comfortable with it. Also been impressed on how uh, Rogue and uh, Diesel have fit in. I think uh, they had uh, difficulty getting used to, like, if you have to go AFK, you don't just go announce that you're going AFK. You have to kind of find a something in-game, like, oh, I gotta go use your bathroom or something like that to go AFK and uh, kind of part of the storyline. So, um, yeah, it, it's been impressive to see everybody how everybody that's been playing to the difference of just playing arc to playing a role play game where they have rules like that. Anybody else have anything else they want to add about arc? I think nope, I that's it, man. Like three times. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I think we covered it. That was a that was a pretty good episode about Atlas, there, though. It makes me really excited to play. Uh, I just I can't wait till some of you guys get in there. It's it's a blast. Yeah, I've been playing I've been playing a lot of like since the one good thing about the graphic card thing is I really got to like get in and dive into a bunch of other games like on my PlayStation. So, you know, we talked about Red Dead and all those games and I just got into um Shadow War or Shadow of War, whatever it is. The uh, Lord of the Rings game. Oh, nice. Oh, the second and one? that game, yeah, the second one, it's absolutely amazing. The Nemesis system is amazing and annoying at the same time, but it's super cool. Because awesome. you'll be fighting someone, right? And if somebody kills you, they become a champion. And now they become kind of like a hero amongst the enemies, and you have to go and kill them. And then if they kill you again, they keep on getting more powerful. It's pretty cool. So you kind of have to be careful about how you approach them. Yeah, because even if you and if you like fighting one nemesis, and like say like some random, like uh, the archer kills you, some random orc archer on a roof like gets that final shot, he becomes a champion and he becomes a character. It's crazy. So like in the first one. When one like an NPC killed you, they would remember you. Did that carry over into the second one? Yeah, they remember you. And when you go up to them, they'll like say some kind of uh, they'll have something to say about you, like some snarky mess. Yeah, it's good. I've been having a lot of fun with that, and I got it on like a super sale, so I got like that and like the whole expansion, all the all the expansions for it for like super cheap. That's and I've been awesome. playing a lot of like the uh, tabletop stuff. I've, I've been playing a uh, Magic again. I've been playing Blood Bowl, Gaslands. Have been having a great time with those games. We need to get you to talk about some of those on Commander. On sometime. By the way, Commander Magic is where it's at now. It's such a fun format for that game. It's great. Is that is that the new expansion that came out for Magic? No, but the format. Okay, C- Commander is a format where it wants you to play with multiple people. So it's usually like a four-player game. And you build 100-card decks, but only one copy of every card. And then you have a commander, which is a legendary character within the game that you pick. And you could only use cards that match the colors of the commander of your deck. And it's, it's a total blast. It's, like, it's, a, it's my favorite format in that game. It's super cool. 
I just built a new deck and I'm super psyched about it. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Got a horde of goblins coming for people tomorrow night. Gotta love goblins, <laughs> man. You know what the crazy thing is? Um, when I built this deck, I was I built it because I I am I found a commander that could just make the deck so explosive. And then when I actually got the cards in hand and put the deck together and kind of played out a few hands, it's way more explosive than I thought it was going to be. It's going to be crazy. Nice. You're going to have to let us know in the next uh, podcast how that went. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's like I've, I am found a commander that basically whatever I cast onto my commander, she copies it and puts, and puts it on every goblin. It's pretty crazy. Nice. But that's going to be a really fun time. And um, I've been, oh, and I got the uh, Spider-Man game on the uh, PlayStation 4. And I can't wait to get into that because my son's playing that now and I'm watching him play and it's just an amazing game. It looks so great. So just because you mentioned Spider-Man, I have to ask, has any of you guys seen the uh, Into the Spider-Verse? I'm going great tomorrow. Movie. Great I'm, movie. I mean, Saturday. I'm going Saturday. I have not. No. I don't watch many movies. So good. It, I have to... I have to give this like a triple thumbs up. It was so good. Like I brought it, my kids to it for their birthday just to, just cause they wanted to see it. And I enjoyed the hell out of it. Like I thought it was just going to be some dopey cartoon. No, it was really good. They did a super good job on it. And I don't mind. Like if, if um, you have like, if, if um, you have an animated movie that's done really well, like I'll enjoy it just as much as like a live action movie. Maybe even more so. It's kind of movie that just makes you. They do a really well, a really well job of introducing characters and you know, making sure you you actually love the characters that are in the movie. Yeah, it made you relate to them. Like you're like that. Yeah. That reminds me, like the live action um, commercials for Ark are pretty crazy. <laughs> They're okay. really funny. If are you referring to that video you posted the other day? I don't think I posted it, but someone posted it. But there's live action commercials. I actually seen it on TV. So that one that got posted, I have to throw this out there. That was like a series of all the commercials that they posted just strung together, but they did a really yeah. Good job them yeah, they did a good job. It was cool. All right. Um, has anybody been listening to any good podcasts lately? Uh, crickets. <laughs> I haven't, no. Besides well, uh, this great podcast, I haven't been listening Prometheus, to Prometheus, when he was on, uh, Prometheus brought up a podcast. And it's a fantastic podcast, especially if, if you like role-playing. And I started to listen to it again, because I was listening to it like every day. And... I'm listening to it again. I I, I uh, took a break for like a, like a couple of months because, you know, I was just listening to like other things. And I believe it's called Hello from the Magic Tavern. Oh, that one's funny. And it's basically the premise of it. It's a guy who has a podcast and he went to a fast food place, the Burger King or whatever I think it was. Yeah, Burger King. And he gets... He gets 
teleported in some kind of like rift and he winds up in this town of Floon. And he's basically somehow be, whatever he says, like uh, he made a little thing where he could make a podcast and he could, he um, had all his podcasting stuff. So he's podcasting from this fantasy world and he's podcasting in hopes that his wife and people that he knows could hear it and somehow find a way to get him back. And the people he has on the podcast with him, they role play the various, you know, people that would be living in this fantasy world. It's really good. It's yeah. super funny. It's it's really good. It's funny. It's it's like a comical D and D podcast without the D and D. That sounds amazing. Yep, I agree. Uh, I'll check it out. And um, do we want to post some of these links in the show notes too? Sure. Why not? Um, CJ, you you've been listening to a an addicting uh, podcast, right? Um, well, I I listened because I'm a I sit all day list, uh, doing uh, coding. I uh, I'm usually listening to podcasts while I do that. So I listen to several, but uh, one of the ones I listen to is gaming focused. They do uh, it's called Orange Lounge Radio. Um. They've been podcasting every week uh, for, I think they're on year 16 now. They, it's uh, two guys and a, a lady that uh, from San Francisco area uh, that uh, record. Um, they've actually just recently moved to Twitch. So they do their live streams now on Twitch. They used to be just uh, um, voice only. And now they've introduced video and do it all on Twitch. Um, but if you're looking for that talks about games and they, they mention, uh, all the release dates and stuff in the, the, every week, um, and just talk about game news every, every week, um, orange lounge radio is a good one. They do have some, uh, adult language in it. So, um, not re recommended for if children are listening or what have you, but, um, for adults, it's a, a, a good listen. Um, obviously, it's their opinions. Um, they don't mention anything about um, survival games at all, and I don't think any of them play survival games. But still neat to uh, hear discussion about the popular uh, news items that have hap are happening in the gaming world. Um, so, yeah, I listen to that. And then uh, for the techie, geeky side of things, I do listen to... Um, it's called the Twit Network, or uh, Twit standing, stands for uh, This Week in Tech. Um, so they have several um, shows on this network. Um, the ones I listen to, I listen to the, their main show, Twit, uh, which uh, they record Sundays, and it's basically a summary of all the um, tech news that's happened in the week. Um, and then I listen to one called This Week in Google, which... Uh, is basically uh, everything uh, about Google and social media. They've really focused it on social media a lot more than Google because not a lot's going on with Google right now. So they try to keep it Google focused, but um, to make it a full two hour show, they throw in other things. So if you're into that techie stuff, um, those that network is a good ne network to look at. Um, it's run by somebody who, who used to run the screensavers and um, call for help on uh, tech TV when 
uh, Tech TV was a thing. Uh, Leo Laporte, uh, he's basically running the network, but he's brought in a whole bunch of other hosts to run different shows. So uh, those are my uh, two recommendations. One's a gaming podcast, one being a tech uh, network. Nice. I have to go check those out. I think uh, I think Twit actually kind of piqued my interest a little bit. I'll have to look into that one. Twit.tv uh, to find their main site. And you can see uh, they have probably four or five shows. They canceled a couple. They did bring back uh, the screensavers, which was from Tech TV. He, uh, the copyright or whatever lapsed on it. So he bought the rights to it. And he did uh, a couple of years, I think three years of the show, but he just announced that at the start of this uh, year, uh, they canceled the show uh, because there wasn't a big enough audience to warrant uh, what they were having to pay the crew to um, do it. So he's basically runs a whole um, crew, right? So it's it's both video and audio. I only listen to the audio, but you could choose to watch the video of it as well. Um, and so he has a whole basically broadcast team uh so it's more commercialized they do he does run ads throughout all their shows um so if if uh ad uh podcast podcasts with ads turn you away it may not be the best choice but that's how he makes his money to pay his staff um he's running it as a full bit full-fledged business so he has to do something it's not just a passion uh project for him fair enough yeah i've uh I found a couple different ones that I've been listening to. Um, I found this one podcast that was made back in like 2008. It's called the Leviathan Chronicles. You guys heard of that one? I'm gonna take never it heard of the... it. <laughs> you gotta take it from the silence. No, <laughs> um, they call it an audio drama. It's basically an audio book almost. Um, they they have like half hour segments where they're telling their story and what have you. And it's, it's really good. If you like, um, I guess it's like a sci-fi drama. Um, I have to have to recommend it to anybody. I don't want to tell you about it mainly because, uh, give away the whole story. Cause I'm terrible at describing things, but I, I love a good audio. Drama. Check it out. I like audio dramas. I was listening to one called, we're alive and that was like a zombie audio um drama and they went on for a couple of years it was really good Ooh, i'll have to get the link for that because uh that sounds like something i'd want to listen to dude yeah we're alive it's a great audio drama and you have a lot to listen to bud because they have um i'm think they 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 ran that thing for about five years so there's a lot of we're alive to listen to. <laughs> nice. And another one, it's kind of a, a comedy, is uh, one called King Falls AM. It's basically these two radio hosts and the adventure they have for a late night talk show. And they just got a huge cast of different characters that interact with them throughout the, the episodes and it was really funny. I, I have to recommend people go watch, uh, listen to that one as well. But uh, with that, I think we're ready to wrap up this episode. All right. Well, hey, guys, everyone. Thanks for listening. Uh, this was 
really an, a very Atlas heavy episode, but I mean, that's been a pretty fun game, so I'm excited to check it out. Um, but yeah, so we put out podcasts twice a month. Um, you can join us in our Discord. The link will be at the bottom of the show notes. And you can also email us at crossplatformrenegades at gmail.com. So be sure and come game with us. <laughs>